Welcome, everybody. So it's a deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there will be tea there at some point, or we don't know. Don't know. Okay. No worries. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <clears throat> okay, welcome everybody. Again. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, getting over a cold, so pardon the spluttering and snorting and all that. Unsophisticated mannerisms, but there we go. <clears throat> We've got three hours. Our first priority is to have a bit of fun. And the second priority is, while we're having fun, is to find resonance with that which is deeper than what we're really speaking about. Because whatever words we use, we're, you know, language is dualistic, language is limiting, and there's this, of course, non-dual language, which is really a pain in the butt, it's full of jargon, but that's what we've got, okay? So, so don't get caught up in being politically correct or anything, because it's not about the language. It's about where the language points to, okay? <clears throat> So at some point we're going to take a break. We'll take a break some some time just to stretch, and I, we're, I'm trying to muster up some teas over there. We think they'll appear at some point. <clears throat> because we have some time and it's fun to kind of do stuff, I'm going to have a lot of experiential, uh, I suppose, ways of showing you. Uh, and we'll find out if they work or if they don't, to find out, well, if we tailor make something for yourself to take away, for a technique for yourself, then all the better. You leave with something. <clears throat> I'm not really uh, aligned with that belief of, well, you just do nothing and you sit back and, you know, I'll see you in 10 years' time and still be sitting back and doing nothing. That's fine, you know, and, and you do, of course, see, once the truth is seen and it's stabilised, you do see that you didn't have to do any of it. But, you know, it's like going to university to study computer science and then you actually end up, you know, being a, a systems manager or something in computers. And you discover, oh my God, like three quarters of what I learned in university was absolutely useless. But it's only by afterwards that you discovered it's absolutely useless. You have to do it. There's something about the maturing, the being there, the experience. Let yourself do whatever you need to do until the doing stops. And then the doing just changes. It just changes. But sit in an ashram, singing the Om all day every day, those days are gone. It doesn't work for our culture, it doesn't work for our neurological pathways, it doesn't work. So any idea of what it's like once once the journey, once the seeking has stopped, drop the ideas, because it ain't like that for us. We're wired differently. We're just wired differently. Our cultures are very much about doing. And, you know, uh, an Indian saint said one time, and I thought, bingo, you're on the money, Mrs. She said, um, it's better to wear away from hard work than to seize up with rust. You know, and I kind of like it, kind of like it. So, <clears throat> the stillness, however, the embodiment of, of the truth and the stillness that arises, and the stillness that you must know, because you wouldn't have come here unless you've accessed something that's not of your personality, of your character. That's something outside of all of this. And if you've got no word for it, all the better. All the better. You're on track. 
You don't know what to call it? Yes. <clears throat> but if you access that, it does manifest in the body-mind as stillness and peace and calm and all is well. And the body lines up with it. it yeah, it lines up with it in order to, uh, I, I suppose, to, to, in, in order to complete embodiment. Because it's like the frequency of the stillness supersedes the craziness of the body-mind. And the body-mind kind of begins to be the, the tool and not the master. We reverse the role. Once it's all about me, I'm the master. And I'm doing the spiritual search. And I'm the I, 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 anything. It's all about me. And when that shifts and it's, gosh, you know, I'm just an idea, actually. I'm creating my own existence by believing myself and making my thoughts all about me and believing them all. Oh, dear. And when that... When that starts to fall apart, the stillness that is beneath it, it, it's like there's an opening there for it because I am not stealing the agenda all the time. When there's an opening there for that, it has to line, line up with your physiology. It shifts your nervous system. It changes your neurology. These transformations used to be huge. Even up to five years ago, they used to be huge. If for this Jack character, like whenever it was eight, ten years ago, when the big, you know, the, the personal eye was totally seen through and never came back so far. It, the awakening used to be a, a kind of a traumatic, dramatic event. That's almost gone. It's almost gone. We're evolving at such a rate. And I'm sure the scientists will say at some point over the weekend, because it usually comes up in these forums, that you know, we're, we've evolved, evolved, evolved steadily over the years, and we're actually going through a leap. Uh, we're, we're morphing, and that's happened every now and then, that we've morphed every like, few thousand years or something. I don't know how many thousand years. But, but we morph every now and then because the changes to our environment are too much. So we have this capacity not just to simply evolve at a steady pace, but also to morph and take giant leaps. And we're doing it. Really, since the industrial age, it hallmarked a big, big shift. And so that morphing comes right through to the physiological transformation that happens once truth is embodied. It's getting gentler and gentler and gentler. And so doing can continue. A regular life can continue throughout it all. You see? And let that bring a bit of ease because there is no big, major falling apart. It's rare. It's getting more and more rare. That's a good thing, you know, that, that as, as we evolve. In addition to that, <clears throat> I just need to focus it a little bit. <clears throat> so that inner stillness, you'll find lots of satsang speakers that talk about, yeah, you know, it's in the present moment. Sorry, I've got to organize this chair a bit. Okay. It's in the present moment, or you zone in and still. Yes, it is. Sure, you can do that. But it's a pain in the ass if you're going to spend your whole lifestyle trying to find that peace inside. Oh, I'm supposed to be focusing on the present moment. Oh, I'm supposed to be aware of awareness. Oh, I'm supposed to be. It's like, oh my God. And you'll do that for a while, of course, because there is, there is a momentary peace that comes from these practices. And they even continue for a lot of uh, non-dual speakers after the truth has been seen. It's just like, well, it's, it's just a nice thing to do. My spiritual practice continues. 
or doing yoga continues or focusing on the present moment continues, meditation continues, and for some it, it, it continues because it's nice for the body-mind. It's like having a massage or it's like doing something like that. Does it really access the truth? Not really. But it prepares your body-mind pre-enlightenment. It prepares your body-mind to be receptive, to be open, to be available for that which you really are to come through. If there's an all-about-me story running and you're in your own loops and you're running your stuff, there is no space for anything else. You don't have the bandwidth in your attention to, to focus on anything else. It's just not there. The bandwidth isn't there. You know? <clears throat> For this Jack character, it, it, it feels like 90% of my attention, it's like my attention is divided in recent years. It's like, it's like most of my attention is... It, it's, it, it's outside of all of it. Okay, I'm stuck for words now, but so get a feeling of what I'm talking about rather than like, what you talking about? Just, just go for a, a taste of what I'm talking about. So about 90% or 90% plus of my attention is, is, is at home. Uh, isn't up and out, glued into the world, sorting things out, being busy. It's not. It's not engaged at all anywhere. It's like the piece of energy that was attention and out in the world has gone back home and gone to rest. It's done its investment in the Jack character and in her ideas of the world. It stopped investing, and so it's pulled back in. So it's because of that, because most of my attention is, is back at home, and, and it's not even a physical place. Because of that, the, the technicolor view of the world is, is a little bit muted. It's interesting and it's fun and stuff, but it's not all embracing because not kind of completely interested in it, you know? Not completely buying it. I've come to see that the mind is a story-making machine. It literally needs story to function. So for this form to go to the restroom, there has to be, you know, a door and a pathway and a signpost to a restroom. That's story. There's a door and there's a hallway and there's a corridor and there's a... That's story. And, and that's how we function as, as human beings. We create stories. That's how we do it. You know, I'm sure there's insects that, like, don't bees tell each other where... where um, where, where they find some honey through, through flying in directions and mapping out. They, f they give maps to each other through, through flight, you know? That's what they do. They make maps. <laughs> and we make stories, you know? How's your family and how's this one and how's that one? And they're not interested in me at all. They just want to talk about themselves. That's a story then about the lack of story or about how the story shouldn't be running, really. So we make stories on top of stories upon stories. So this, the insignificance of a story such as the restroom is out the door, hang a right, hang a left, you'd see the sign that's around the corner. That's literally where the restroom is, just discovered. So the insignificance of that story, your mind knows where to put that. Do you think it gives it 100%? I mean, if you've got irritable bowel or something, I mean, you probably need to give it all your attention to find out exactly where it is, okay? <laughs> but really, it, um, a little bit of your attention 
Huh? Just a little bit of your attention. If you can feel that a little bit of your attention just takes in insignificant details. And it's there for you. And, you know, if, if you forget, you forget. You can find out that information is of less as. Now, in any story that's about you, whatever loop is going on, whatever gives you stress, whatever is going on at work, at home, in your relationship, whatever is your, uh, that one is kind of eating me up recently. Whatever loop you're running, what about if that had as much attention as the directions to the restroom had? Can you get a feel of that? Now, where would the rest of your attention be? Do you see where it naturally falls back into? Unless you've got a, you know, a nervous system that's highly wired, unless you've got anxiety running, it's going to fall in. It's going to fall into something else. And, and you don't know where it is, and it's not really focused on anything. It's just perfect, 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 perfect. That's kind of what it's like. That's kind of experientially what it's like. And even though this personality is dynamic and Irish and full of energy and fire sign, and you know, it's all obvious. She doesn't take a lot of attention, you know. She really doesn't. Like, it's like, that's the Jack character. You know? It's like, you know, she just runs free. She's just doing her thing, doing her gig. There's nothing that edits her. There's nothing that checks out if she's all right, if she's acceptable, if she's getting approval. There, there is nothing that edits how she is. Because what, 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 a, what a crazy loop to start running those thoughts. What would you be running those thoughts for? You know? But yet this body has a shower and puts on makeup and you know buys clothes and, and all that drama happens. And it happens without... Not with an I don't care, with an I don't mind, you know? It's like, whatever, whatever. It's, it's like it's play. It's like life is play. But if 100% of attention was on this Jack character, the imbalance of that would make it feel very serious. By nature, it would be, whoa, if something warrants all, all of the attention of a body-mind, of course you're going to take it seriously. We focus on, like, if your car is like, you know, you've got to act quickly because you're going to have a crash. You, all of your attention is going to be there. Natural, basic instinct to survive. Vump, all of your attention is going to be there. Of course it is. Sharp, alert. You're going to be there. Survival kicks in. Perfect. Uh, but you don't need that full-on attention on your character, do you? You know, you don't. So there's a lot of different spiritual practices. You know, I'm thinking of speakers that are here, particularly non, all the non-dual speakers. And, and it's very useful to be like aware of awareness or to focus on the present moment or to, you know, pull back your attention. And of course, we'll be doing some of that too. But I want to give you the wider picture of why you're doing that and what that is going to achieve. There's a wider picture going on. Don't let any technique be just a technique. A technique is a stepping stone. And the stepping stones are great. We use an alarm clock to wake us up in the morning. That's a stepping stone to be effective for the day. It's a little bit like that. It's very useful, sure, to pull your attention back. 
to let it rest on being aware of awareness. Because awareness itself is a little bit, uh, what the heck is that? What the heck is one of those jargony words again? What am I, is it consciousness? Is it awareness? And why do they use different words? And what, 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 what am I supposed to be focusing on? And I don't get that anyway. And of course you won't get it. Of course you won't. <coughs> and so a good stepping stone is being aware of awareness or being conscious of consciousness. Okay. Now is all of your attention going to be conscious of consciousness? Do you know? It's hard work. Yeah. Stay conscious of consciousness is like, oh my god. <laughs> give, give me a book to read or something. You know, it's like <clears throat> every technique you'll ever hear, and even what we do here, if it's through a story, if it's through a story, it's for the body mind. It's for the body mind to feel better, for the body mind to align and to be more open for, for whatever it is, for, for that which resonates, for truth to show itself. We can do all of that. But just know that it's for the body-mind, huh? It's for the body-mind. That which is deeper than the words. Your seeking isn't going to get you there. The seeking is about the body-mind because the seeking comes from the body-mind. The organism that... that you know, the physical form that's sitting here in front of me. Okay, that's trying to seek. But really it's looking for what it's not, you know? That's, that's the bar. It's looking for what it can't get. So it's a dog chasing its own tail. You can tell your mind that it can't get there. Very useful. Because it, if your mind knows that it can never have what it's looking for, it starts to let go the grasping. And so attention softens. Something gets softer. Very useful. Very useful. For your mind to really, really know you can never get this. You're, you're for the journey. You're, you're the boss taking me there. But you actually can't experience the destination. You don't fit. You know? You're the boss. I'm getting off the bus. Something is getting off the bus. Attention or some frequency of what you are. You know? So let's look at another way of seeing the, the larger picture. So with pure awareness, pure consciousness, okay, we're like, well, whatever that is, okay. <clears throat> or it might be just that gap that you might have, you know, that you've come across someplace, someplace, just that gap, whether it's on acid or whether it's in meditation, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, there's loads of ways of accessing this. It's great. <clears throat> so, so when there is that opening, We say that that which you really are shines through. It, it has an opportunity to, to show itself, to reveal itself. Now, as long as the mind is waiting for it, of course, the mind, if the mind wants something, of course, the mind is active again and you, you've closed it over. If you do anything at all, you want to close it over. Because if you are active, the gap is gone. Attention is back on you trying to get it. Bit of a bummer, huh? Do you see the, the trick all the time? That's why we talk about surrender so much. It's like, it's about letting go. And the most effective, you know, not the most effective, all right, one of the, one of the most effective ways to really surrender is to try everything to find out if they work or not. Try everything. Do all of it. Have every experience. Because then you'll know for yourself 
Okay, I'm all out of tricks. What do I do now? Now we're ready to surrender. Now, now something is maturing. But as long as, as long as you're, you know, kind of like, yeah, yeah, I read that in that book and saw that in that video and that won't work and that won't work. It's like, come on, are you just being chicken? Or you just want to take somebody else's word for it? Or what's going on? Really, what's going on? What's going on here? If you think something is worth a try, try it. Try it. It's a great way of exhausting the, the arrogant mind who believes it can get something. You know? And, and the mind is arrogant. Of course it is. You know, that's just part of its wiring. You know, and that's all right. But play it at its own game. Send it off on a mission to get defeated. Why not? Suppressing it won't work because the only thing that suppresses the mind is the mind. You know? What you really are isn't interested in suppressing anything. It's just sitting there, as it always was, as it always will be. So that wider view. If your mind wants to get it, a good trick to give the mind is, you know what, just trust. You'll see this when you're ready. Just trust. Because, because something inside, and it feels like it's inside, even though it's not, but here we are in physical form and we like to use a story and we, you know, we need time and space because it's the framework for the story. So then we say it's inside. Okay, all right. <coughs> we give it a place, you know, but of course it's not. But for the body-mind, it's, it's convenient. So something, if, if you imagine that there's a huge space inside, that there's that spaciousness, okay, we can use story and attach story on it to give a direction, to give a signpost. What we do an awful lot in this non-dual thing is say, you are that. It's like Nisargadatta Maharaj, some, some of you might know a book called I Am That. And later on in his life, thankfully, he said, I, that title, man, that title, it was so misguided when he saw that to identify with anything is just another trick, anything. You'll hear a lot in the next few days what you really are. And I say it, what you really are, of course, because like, what other language are we going to use? It's only a stepping stone to identify with pure consciousness, pure awareness, either, same, same. To, to identify with, well, I am all of it or I'm none of it. I am anything is just another version Another little version of identification. There's no you are anything. I am pure consciousness. It's like, really? Really? You really want to be something still? You still want to be something? So that's the non-dual mirroring the dual. So we've got duality, I am Jack. And we've got the non-dual, I am all of it. All right. So the dual would be I am Jack and Jack is separate. All right, just to qualify Okay, so I'm part of it because I'm Jack. That's amazing that it so doesn't feel anyway, anyway right anywhere. But anyway, we, we talk about that again. Okay. <laughs> and so I am all of it. Okay. And, you know, entanglement talks about this interconnectivity of all things. And science is beginning just to kind of taste this interconnectivity, interconnectivity that's everywhere. It's like, well, what, what the heck is this? What do we do with this? Okay. 
And so beyond that, it's like if we have the dual and the non-dual, I'm part of it, I'm all of it. Next step is, well, I'm none of it. I'm all of it, I'm none of it. Okay, now we've got the dual is gone. We've, we've still got two non-dual positions. I'm all of it and I'm none of it. Why do we have to be anything anyway? Like, what is that? What is that? You have to be pure awareness. You have to be pure consciousness. You have to be God. You have to... Like, it's just another refined version, really, of like, just let's just cling to something else and let's just... That's what you are. So now we can go on the Buddhist track. And uh, I'm not well read in, in anything at all, actually, I have to say. But from hearing around and, you know, just picking things up, there does seem to be a big emphasis on emptiness in Buddhism. Okay. So then we're empty, you know. And now we're, okay, so then there's emptiness. So then that emptiness is there. And, and the emptiness has a capacity to be full, okay. You see, whatever we do. Whatever we do, we're still bringing in duality. We're still bringing... And where am I? Where am I? I have to be someplace because I'm not separate anymore. And I must be somewhere. You know, it's like, really. So this, this is still there in the contemporary non-dual teachings. We haven't yet morphed out of that. It'll go another five years and there won't be any I am pure awareness, I am the truth, I am what I am. I, I forget it. Forget it. There is no I anywhere. There's no resting place for the I anywhere. The I is just BS, for the want of a better term. There is no need for the I, for you to align with any identity anywhere, no matter how finely refined. All of it is a trap. All of it. But our language is dualistic. And so what we try to do then is replace one set of language with another set of language. But the language is going to pull us deeper back into the area of identity. Identifying with something. Let something be solid because I have to live a life. It's really, really, really. It's like, whoa, let's pull it right back into movie land. Hmm. See what we do. We're like, let me go away with something. And so I feel better this evening because I want this to be worthwhile. It's like, gosh. So if that story is running, do you know what? 5% of your attention is just plenty. You need to keep the functioning going, you know? Because, you know, because otherwise you're just going to sit there and stare and, you know, that's fine, but that's no fun. And, and something, something plays, you know? In, in manifestation, something plays. It's a friggin' game. It's a game. It's like, it's a total game. It's just about fun. And, and that's how the body-mind aligns itself. And maybe it's aligned itself like that already. And maybe that's always been. It's always been about fun for you. Fantastic, if it has. But if you're awfully serious, check to see what commands your attention. What commands your attention if something is very serious. If life is heavy, what's your attention? And I bet you it's focused on me. It's me. The heaviness is me. Me, myself, I. And any version of that. Okay, so in one way, I'm, I'm kind of mapping different areas of where people could possibly plug in um, and to, to map out then the, the, the pitfalls and where language screws us up and where we're at, where the non-dual movement is at in, in right now, 2014, where it's at. 
and the limitation that it has around being pure consciousness, being pure awareness, and being aware of awareness. Great stepping stone, not deep enough. And so as, as, as we refine in the evolution of human consciousness, there is actually a, there is actually, um, a recognition that when, when recognition of when the body-mind is running its personalized consciousness, like my ability to be conscious, that comes from your own neurology. When that happens, you're, it's like the brain is interfacing and the brain is downloading and the brain is computing something and it becomes personal, of course, because it's downloaded into the personal mind. Now, leave space for this if this hasn't happened and if it has, let's see if there's a resonance. Tuning into, into that whatever is in, in the gap or in that place of no me, no mind, just that gap of, of that, that you can taste sometimes and, and that, that you can't make, make it appear. If you can make it appear, great, great. But sometimes you just can't make it appear. It just pops and it might be like you're driving the car and you're like, whoa, where was I? Where was I? I wasn't daydreaming. I wasn't doing anything. And sometimes you only recognize it after the fact. Either way, that which you tune into in those times, because there's no all about me story running, attention is at home, and because attention is at home, it's not on any story, you, you think nothing's happened. There's, there's a gap. There's, there's just a gap. There's just spaciousness. Because your attention isn't actively in, in the story, in making up story. So recognize, recognize the taste of that, of when your attention is not running story. Recognize it, because that's very useful. To make it want to be blissful or joyous, too deep in story, too deep in story. Those things were really a hook. I mean, you know, I can turn on bliss in any moment, but it's an experience. It's like having a bite of Guinness. It's just an experience. It's nice, fine, but you know, I'm not, I can take a leave it, you know? So, with, so, so, okay, so I'm jumping a little bit, but if you can stay with me, I'll come around, if I can remember where I was going. <laughs> so, um, so, so, it, it's less of bliss and joy. They're there, but, but they're hooks. They were carrots, very appropriate for their time to feed the mind with something that was like a pure desire, just to keep the search for truth happening. Their experiences that happen along the way are not. No biggie. Really, no biggie. When attention is not on anything, you're not daydreaming, you're not asleep, but there's some kind of softness happening. Great, great. If there is an opening for like, you know, oh, I am all of it, great. If you get an, a eureka, fantastic. If you get a seeing, fantastic. But they have to stop at some point. You know, they have to stop because the matrix shows itself and then, well, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. So you get to see little things. Some people get loads of eurekas, some get none at all. And it's just, 
the show is over and, and there is no unravelling of the building blocks of awareness of consciousness. And that's okay. Either way, it's fine. However, it's going to unravel for you, for the body minds in front of me. <laughs> However, it's going to unravel, it, it has to be unique. It has to be unique. Because this creation doesn't duplicate too much, you know? Kind of like never, really. <laughs> you know? Never. So your, your style has to be the way it is. It has to be the way it is. You can do a certain amount, but it's going to play the way it's going to play. The main thing is actually to have fun. Because the lighter it is, the lighter it is. Go for lightness. Because when something is light, and it's an I don't mind, not I don't care. I don't care is on the spectrum of kind of violence, really, you know. It's like, it's an I don't mind. With that lightness, your attention is not on me so much because you don't really take yourself that seriously it's not about being irresponsible it's just a withdrawing a withdrawing now uh, uh, how this non-dual work is manifesting in the west too um, from where it was held for thousands of years thankfully while we ran amok and, and, and got a bit distracted so it was held in sacred scriptures and held in, in Asia, really, you know, for so long. Um, it, it, how it manifests in our lives, as I was saying earlier, it, it, it has to show up differently. It, it has to. Um, and it does. So the models of, of how it looks post-awakening, try to throw them out. Try not to project. Try not to project because you're going to put yourself into a box. It's much freer than that. What your imagination can come up with is diddly squat, really. And so letting it wide open. And if that requires huge trust, let there be huge trust. That requires surrender. Yippity. Yes, yes, yes. Let it be wide open. No agenda. You don't know what it's going to look like. And that's great. So let's take a little trip inside. Okay. What we're really trying to do here, what we're really trying to do, what we are doing, what's happening anyway, is is tuning from the personal consciousness to impersonal consciousness to consciousness itself. Now, we're going to use our brain for that because your brain is the interface between what's outside the body-mind and your interpretation, the story that you make about life. So, and about what's real and what's not real. So we're dealing with a few things that are fundamentally not true at all, but that's what we got, huh? <coughs> We've got a brain which shoots this particular neurological pathway called the default mode network. And when that set of neurology is happening, every single thing that you taste, touch, smell, see, hear, everything that you even intuit comes through. What does this have to do with me? 
let's reference through this through me, me, myself and I. So if you're running that neurology, we're going to see if we can just bypass it and it's going to try and kick, kick back in. But if we can set up some neurological pathways so that the all about me reference isn't working. Okay, all right. Because with seeing the truth, the default mode network switches off. I mean, there's a physiological thing, which thankfully is now scientifically available out there. It's great. So to switch it off, <clears throat> all we can do is kind of encourage firing new neurological pathways. Because if there's new neurological pathways there, then you don't need the all about me ones, do you? You see? So the ones that don't get burned out have to do with functioning. And functioning will create a story in order to find the restroom, for example. In order to recognize your family and your friends and remember people's names and remember what you're doing and what day of the week it is, etc. It's functioning. The body-mind will function and will go to work and do its gig without it being all about me. Without anything having to do with how am I doing here. So that default mode network, that self-referencing thought structure, it's not needed at all. It creates a whole load of, of suffering. That's all it does is create suffering. But you know, that's, that's, that's the journey. That's, that's why we seek, is because there's something inherently not comfortable about self-referencing everything. So try not to move your body at all, because, you know, I can't straighten myself up because we want to do something. It's like, don't, don't bother, actually, don't do anything at all. It's fine. Be exactly as you are. It's totally fine. And so let your attention be on the body for a moment. Just see if there's physical pain. See if there's something that needs to relax a bit. And if there is, then move in responding to the body. If something is tight or cramped or you need to drop your shoulders or... So it's the body. There's a part of your brain that says, it's my body. And then there's a part of you that sees, this, sees that it's a body. So I'm not talking about depersonalization. I'm not talking about disassociation. I'm not talking about out-of-body experiences. None of that stuff. See if there's a part of your brain that recognizes that it's body. It's just body. Flesh, bones, blood, nervous system, body. Beautiful, exquisite, self-maintaining machine. It's fantastic. Can it be there with absolutely no ownership? None. No ownership. If the self-referencing mechanism wants to fight for survival, it's going to bring up fear. That's the most potent one. It's always the most potent one is fear. So it's just body, huh?
And then there's a, a mechanism that, you know, shoots thoughts around all the time. Ah, just so what? Don't zoom focus your lens, your, don't zoom focus your attention into the story of any thoughts. Even listening to these words, let it get softer. Let the words come to you. Don't, don't come out to meet them. Let them come to you. So there's a capacity for attention to tune into the body and to ignore it. So let that attention either fall backwards or drop within. It'll feel like one or the other. Most people feel it like it's like going back towards the back of your head. Let your attention fall back. Don't let yourself go to sleep because that's the mind trying to trying to not fire new neurology. Withdraw from the story-making machine that's just the brain. It's wired to create stories. They're all the same. They're just stories. All of them. And they have their place, but they don't need that much attention right now. So see if there's a capacity to, to view the body from where you're at with just a little bit of attention, being able to view the body, like from slightly further back, but yeah, there's the body. Pull back a little bit further and see if there's a sense of I'm going to use words that are jargon, but see if one of them makes sense to you. Like, of like, what is, or presence, or something being present, or being. Like, like it's kind of clean, and it's just what is. There's nothing really happening. It's probably restful. As a stepping stone, only if it's required, you can identify with that and you can say, that's the I am. That's what it's called, that zone. That's the I am. But your mind will just play with your identity being there. It's not really necessary. 
It's just a zone of consciousness that doesn't have any me in the middle of it. It's just being or is. And it feels kind of simple and clear. Now step back further. Pull back further. And all that happens is that sense of being or presence disappears. We're not replacing it with anything. It's the being goes. You're not going to know what it looks like. All you can do is drop the being. Anytime it arises up, you drop it. There's nothing to find here. There's no story here at all. going to be an opportunity for the brain to jump right in with an all about me identification. But let's see. Let's see if what happens next can happen without it being all about me happening, doing it. So we've dropped being isness, presence, just drop it. Yet, a command is going to naturally work through the functioning mind and it's going to lift the right hand of the body up towards your head and down again in its own time. Let that action happen without it being lifted up and let it drop again. And does attention stay prior? Can functioning mind happen without there being a me who's doing any of it? And what's important is how this feels in your brain. Can you get a sense of what functioning is like without attention being on, being in the role, being in the story? Attention stays in being. Do it again if you need to do it. It's up to you. Just play with a physical action. Play with a physical action and see if attention will totally stay. Can we do it? Say it again. Mm. From the start? Yeah. Okay. Okay. First, I'm going uh, to close this out and go in again. I think it's a bit... Just keep it together. All right. So 
let's see if we can introduce another faculty. So if your eyes are closed, when you're going to open them in a minute, don't let your gaze be soft. Don't like, oh, there's Jack. And what time is it, I wonder? Is the tea break coming? None of that, none of that, none of that. And if your eyes are already open, just, just look around. Just see if any labeling will happen. Just can the body function without, without the self-referencing mechanism, without the me and me being in the room, without all of that story? Can there be simply functioning happening? And how does it feel in your brain? On a practical note, could we turn on some AC? It's like roasting here. Is there other people, are other bodies hot? Yeah. Great, thank you. I think there's a thing over there. Thanks, Elena. Okay. We'll go into something, I'm sure it'll be different in a minute when we do it in a minute, but yeah. Um, so without owning your experience we're gonna actually just i want to get some feedback and i want to see if you can talk without it being this is what happened for me like <laughs> you know just try and avoid that and just like i don't care what this sounds like and you won't because you there's no editor and just see what happens complete total freedom step out of the way and let talking happen, because, because the body-mind has, has an experience. Something happened or it didn't happen, and I'd love to know. <laughs> Is there anybody who physically couldn't move their body? Hey, hey. All right. Is there anybody who couldn't follow any step of that at all? All right. Do you know why? I got stuck feeling just a lot of tightness uh, in the body. Yeah. Uh. And I'm not going to ask you what it is, but do you know what's creating that? There is nothing to go back to. So you might have been onto something there. Yeah. Really, there isn't. But, but we're just taking steps to actually activate the part of your brain that needs to, you know, that allows <laughs> truth to show itself. But there is nothing there, yeah. It's just step-by-step it's just step switching off parts of the brain and activating other parts. Mm. Yeah, okay. So did, do you think the body had like, does it have a lot of power? Do you think it has a lot of power in stopping you from going back? Or was that just too much of a distraction? Like, can you, was your attention, if you could, I want you to diagnose it a little bit more so that you can figure out what's going on. It feels uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like holding on, holding on to something. It's holding on to something. Yeah. 
probably not about me story. You know, something is, that's what we hold on to, no? That's what we hold on to. Yeah. But, you know, you, it'll go when it'll go, when, when it's safe for you to let it go. But it's good that you recognize, it's okay, that's, that's here, so that needs addressing, you know? And, and we can mm-hmm. bypass that. We, we can bypass it, but, but the experience of letting that go is going to have to happen, you know? And it's beautiful, you know, that falling apart. It's beautiful. You can let that out. It's like, wow, what, what, what is this? What is this? How does it want to come out? How does it want to move? Mm. Okay. Anybody need to say anything else about that experience? Does everybody follow what I'm talking about? Did you get a sense of something happening in your brain? Did you get a feeling of something of a different perspective? Some people did? Okay. Relaxation. Relaxation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unique. Not going into sleep, but just yes. floating. Floating. Yeah. 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 You see, because when when the self-referencing does switch off, when what I'm talking about really is the ego breaking down, or it doesn't matter. I'm just using scientific language because of where we are. That's all. When the all about me story stops your body does go into the natural state and it's relaxed and it's, it's natural, the, the natural state. It's not a state of mind. It's like, it's like the body lines itself up into the natural state. You see? So, and that's kind of what it, that's what it feels like until you get used to it and then you're like, gosh, how you, how, how, you forget how it used to be, of course. We, we're habitual creatures, no? But yes, in the beginning, for sure, it's like it's soft and fluid and relaxed. It's delicious delicious because we spend so much time tight you know because the body obeys the signals for the brain you know mm. yeah that's that's the natural state what you're describing is the natural state that's how it feels like for the body yeah uh-huh. it seemed as though uh, as soon as the body started moving uh-huh. The I story came back. Did it? Yeah. That's what I wanted to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like because there is this. Uh, it's going to be fumbling with words, but there. Yeah, sure. Uh, there's like a looking for is this working? Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. and then the I story comes in. Am I doing it? Am I not doing it? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I just yeah. noticed. See it, yeah. 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 Does this resonate with anybody else, this experience? Most people? Some people okay, we're getting a good few nuts. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? And, and the sentence that you said, then the I story came in. It's like, am I, doing, am I doing it? It was there before you even saw that it was there, you know? Because am I doing it? And then the I story came in. It's like, uh, uh, uh. You see? Yeah. Isn't, it, isn't it subtle? It was like cranking up there. You know, yeah. it's just cranking up already. And it had you really. And then on as, there. as soon as the attention went there, and then it would go there a little bit more and more. Yeah. And a snowball. A snowball. You got it. And then we're switched on and, and I'm here again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
So, so what we're doing is moving from a personal consciousness, which is the all about me, the self-referencing mechanism. Sorry if I'm repeating myself, but it, this is very useful language for you to know what happens in your brain. And so from the all about me story, the ego-based world, tuning into consciousness that's not personal. Now, this is where we differ with science a bit, you know, because we, in the non-dual sector, there's a recognition that, of consciousness that's not personal. And that, that's not there in science yet. It's, it's, you're either conscious or you're not, but it's always personal. It's like, no, no, there is something actually that's not personal at all. And it, it can be recognized by the body-mind if the body-mind lines up to it. If we open up to it, it can be recognized. And then it gets phenomenally better for the body-mind. But, but, but you know that the relationship that you've always had with the body-mind is completely different to what this pure consciousness, pure awareness is, is doing. So you're shifting from personal consciousness to impersonal consciousness and pure consciousness. So the impersonal is observing, for you're observing your thoughts, you're in an impersonal consciousness. That's our spiritual language for it. But, but finer than that is, is that I am, that beingness, isness, presence. And then, what I want to do is go prior to that, because then we're in pure consciousness, pure awareness. And, and the next step is to drop the sense that I am that, to drop that I am. You see? Because it's like, I am pure consciousness. Is, that's kind of the conscious phrase. Find out what you really are. That's where we're at in the, in the non-dual trajectory, in our revolution of non-duality in the West. That I am pure consciousness. It's like, okay, you're frowning over there. I'm thinking. I yeah. have a question. Uh-huh. Um, so it's like, okay, so then, you just, it's just approach, con- approach awareness. Uh-huh. Let that come up. You know, if, if you need to let there be some self-identification with that, so, let, so, so be it. And then just try to step back from that. And also, what came up for me is, like, let boredom arise. Okay. Okay. But you know, you know, just whatever comes up, like, okay, it's coming up, and then let it pass, and, you know, allow that boredom to be there with it. Okay. And, okay, and to add on another layer to that, can, can, this will either work for you or it won't, can you pull back your attention from the idea, after, after you've let, let boredom be there, can you withdraw your attention from it? Okay, I'll try that. Yeah. When boredom rises up, it's like just, okay, that's fine. That's, that's what mind is doing, that's fine. And we kind of pull away from it, sneaking away, you know, like the tide going out, you know, just kind of sneaking away from it. So what you're doing is unplugging from the personal consciousness, which is saying, this is boring, this is boring, turn back on the movie. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're playing that show fine, and something is withdrawing anyway. So you're shifting attention away from the personal, away and away to pure consciousness. Yes. Consciousness, nothing. Right. Okay. Once you get to the point of nothing. Sure. Nothing and everything. Nothing and everything kind of uh, juxtaposed there. There's there's a nothing and there's an everything. It depends on what 
Uh, it can be both. Let's say it can be both. Um, what happens though after that, the nothing and everything, is that pure consciousness gets empty. Okay. It actually is like right. jeepers. It's empty of everything and nothing. It's empty. Mm -hmm. It's like the concepts, are, everything is gone. There's nothing, no concept at all. It's totally empty. It has to empty out. So these are, you know, we're really, really like that. That's that's pretty deep now in terms of fine tuning of consciousness. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And this feels like what happens every time I meditate. Yeah. Is that that would be right, is it, or maybe not? Sure, sure. And and where? How far do you get? I don't know. How far do I get? Yeah. Do you hang out? Uh, or do you disappear it's totally? totally? Expensive. Okay. Does space ever disappear? Not aware of that. Okay. And space is a, is a, is it's kind of it's one of the first concepts. There's existence and there's space. You know, they kind of they they're born together. Right? Existence and space because something needs the space to exist. Okay. So for some people. The, the idea of space is like the spaciousness. Whoa, that's just an idea. I'm hanging out in, a, in a, a lovely idea of spaciousness. And spaciousness can collapse, or sometimes the, you see that existence, which is the foundation stone of all of this, no? Existence itself is just another concept, like space is a concept. That's the next, that's the next place. Existence and spaciousness arise together, so I'm just saying it could be either of these. But if you're at spaciousness, you're hanging out here. You're hanging out, yeah. Sure, go prior. Mm -hmm. This felt um, deeper than meditation, at least the ones that I have. Yeah. And it's almost, I can feel the mind kind of saying, you want to hang out here too long. You know, you got to come back. The mind says, you want to hang out here. Yeah, yeah. Kind of liking it, kind yeah. of like going, okay, so you're really, oh, yeah. But at the same time, there was like nothing saying it. Nothing said. Nothing saying anything. Nothing saying anything, okay. It was almost like a duality within itself. Huh. Okay. Okay. So are you saying that something was, was, was kind of picking up this, the, the story that mind was running it? This was after we came out, uh, just in the last couple of minutes, ah, when we started talking again. Ah, okay. It's okay. like, oh, really? We're coming back? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and not wanting to lose that back or attention or whatever that yes. nothing yes. is. So that's, that's the all about me, wanting to gain something yes, and yes, carry yes. something that yes. isn't here in the phenomenal me story. But I'd be better off if, I, if I'm not there, you know, I'd, I'd be better off in that zone, so let me have it here. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the me. So then what's useful, if you can decipher, and a few of you have said what the thought was that, that brought back the show, you know, have a look, because they're the thoughts that are being believed. They're the hooks for you. I, I, I want to experience this. You see? Uh, so obviously there's something, something, some part of your, the personal eye wants things to be better or wants to make it nice or wants to, that's running, that must be running because that's the one that was bought. Okay. 
So how, what else would have happened after that amount of time? So we're back in this space and this attention here now. Can you give me a, can you give us an idea of what, how you would come out of it otherwise, how you came out of it? Well, wouldn't it be great if there was like 5% just here? Yeah, well, it's never 5%, but it's... Could be. Not yet. Yes, but? Yeah. So, okay, I'll be with that, thank you. Yeah. You see, that's, that's it really, is that there's never, the, the investment in the me yes. doesn't crank up again. It. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Ah. Can 5% function? Yeah. Yeah. And as we evolve, yeah, I'm, I'm throwing out percentages, but it, it really feels like that. It really, like, it consistently feels like not nine tenths of me plus is not here. In five years' time, functioning would be much easier. In the Jack characters scenario, functioning is troublesome sometimes. It is. Yeah, yeah. Once I'm gone, I see no. I mean. Yeah. No need. Yes, yes. Anything. Yes, and this this is this is our phase of evolution. This is what's happening with non-duality coming into the marketplace. Coming to the West and regular folks having regular lives, but enlightenment happening, and there's no ashram to protect us, to mind us, to to house us, to nothing, nothing. So, so yeah, we're in that phase of where functioning is a bit turbulent. In another few years' time, it'll be a breeze. It'll be a breeze. For lack of a better limiting term, it's like being gone. Being gone. Yay! Yes. Yes, that's right, because you'd be there if you realized you were gone. <laughs> but from the context of being gone, yeah. I'm everywhere. Aha. But when I return, and from the context of being here, I was nowhere. It's beautiful. And the interesting thing about being gone is when I come back, I don't have to figure out cognitively where I was. That's right. Yes. Did you all hear that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I can do that with the eyes open or the eyes open. Yes. Yes. That's it. Because if you're trying to figure out where you, where you were, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, you know? That's just, let's make a story out of it. Just the story-making machine was turned off. But let's make a story about what was happening when it was turned off and it's like, duh, it was turned off, you know? Like... Mm. Yeah. Did you want to say something? Was there a hand up over here? No? Okay. <laughs> oh, yes, there was. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just forgot it was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, you're good. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, let's, let's go in again and see what happens, huh? All right, just got to get a glass of water.
You could throw a glass of water over your head and you wouldn't fall asleep. Literally, if you do something, have a cup of coffee. <laughs> you literally could, you know. You could do something to, to keep, just, just to keep sleep away, you know. Put a light shining in your face or something that would stop you from sleeping. Try it with your eyes open, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Alright. <clears throat> okay, let's see what happens this time. And if nothing happens, perfect. No stories, just dandy. That's kind of where we're going anyway, you know? But what do we do? We end up talking about no story. It's like ridiculous, but what else? <laughs> it's the game, huh? So you see the body, let your attention be on it for a moment. And the reason you're doing that is so that you can recognize the feeling of your attention. You're tracking your attention. So there's a body there, no biggie, it's just a body. So let the amount of attention that's on the body reduce by withdrawing your attention within or, or back. Pulling away, pulling away from. Letting attention rest, fight, go, moving towards its natural place, wherever it arose from. body is okay, it's doing its thing. It doesn't need so much attention. So the little bit of attention that is seeing the body, we could say that it's observing it. And it also has the capacity to observe thoughts. But the content of thoughts is of no interest. Thoughts come and they go. They're just thoughts. No matter how potent an experience in the body, fundamentally there's a thought about it. Just detach from all thoughts. There's no need to be interested in the content, in the story of your thoughts. They're just thoughts.
it's fine for them to be there. Let your attention withdraw. To where there's a sense of being. Just simple presence. Simple being. Consciousness, which is not personal. These words come to meet you there. There's no need to grasp them. There may be a sense of peace, a sense of rest, but it's not essential. From that place of pure being, presence, drop back, pull back, gently disconnect from there. <clears throat> Tension pulls back, withdrawing further. There is no need for any label at all on what zone is playing. There is no you there. It is showing itself to the body-mind. And there is no you. There may be a sense of simplicity. And go deeper than this. <coughs> prior. Prior to any stage that we can identify. Prior. Nothing. No word arises, no label, nothing at all. Nothing, and take away the word nothing.
nothing and take away the word nothing. The functioning mind can still operate while attention remains in nothing and removing the concept of nothing. Let the functioning mind take an instruction and fulfill the instruction. Makes no difference, it's got nothing to do with you. Let your attention be in nothing and take nothing away. The functioning mind will take care of moving your toes. Just bringing movement into your toes. And your attention is in nothing and take nothing away. This clear, nameless, unmanifest, somehow gives rise to all that manifests. And there is the capacity to layer viewing points in order for a personal life to be lived. Let your attention stay in nothing where the idea of nothing has been removed. And the tiniest amount of attention can come back just enough to enable the eyes to open, just enough to enable some stimulus, maybe to rub your hands together, maybe to turn your head letting your attention be in nothing and take nothing away. No need for story. You're not looking to see what happens. You're letting attention be in nothing and take nothing away. But allow the body-mind to be more active. You might relocate your position on the chair. You might open your eyes. Let your attention be in nothing and take nothing away. But let functioning of the body increase.
movement of the body increase. The no me story, no me doing it, functioning mind only. Task-oriented network, part of the brain. And the wider lens is somehow available. The wider view. There is no closing down of the finer layers of consciousness right to pure consciousness, right to where there is no nothing and take nothing away. There's no shutting down of, of that. Let your looking come from there, arise from there. You're looking from there. Yet the functioning mind can be active. That's the trick. So the body-mind might have a story, but let it not be yours. The body-mind does the stories, that's how it functions. We'll always do story, that's, how, that's our species, that's how we've evolved. If there needs to be a well, I am pure consciousness, okay. But if there doesn't need to be any identification at all, then let it all drop. So let's see if the story-making machine can communicate about what happened without it being me and my experience. So we're going to take the functioning a bit further. See if you can talk without it being personal. It's like it belongs to the body-mind, but you're not depersonalizing, you're not disassociating, you're not doing any of that. It's just that the body-mind has a story. And it's belonging to the character. And, you know, sometimes you might imagine that you're the character, but actually, you know, you know you're not. So is there any character who'd like to talk? Mm -hmm. Yes. So this body of mine was, I noticed a story, you know, kind of a story. Uh -huh. the, the story was, uh, oh, I can see, you know, being in school, like four or five, and the teacher commanding the attention, or you should pay attention in, in the class, pay attention to this, to what I'm saying. So yes. It seemed like the more natural state for a four-year-old or a five-year-old is, is kind of what you're describing or what we're describing. And to be called into the attention state 
and then you go, oh, what, what I, I get approval of this, this, or, oh, I'm now becoming the, this, yes. that the teacher calls upon and calls by name, and, yes. and I have a story, even more stories out of that. Yes. But when you, you, almost simultaneously, when I was thinking, oh, there's a story that Mike has to talk about. I said, oh, it's interesting, there's a story, Mike yes. has, you know. Like, yes. And then, so it was interesting. Great. So Mike could get approval. And then Mike could just notice the story. Yes. <laughs> yes, isn't it beautiful how it works? Yeah. Wow. Uh, would you add that is, you know, in, in the school where the ego is formed? And, yeah. Yeah. As we learn how to use our attention, of course, it's creating a personal eye because, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. We do. And then we spend our adult life backpedaling. And on the report card, it always says we daydreams all the time. <laughs> we're daydreaming. That's right. It's like we're not there. Yes. You know, it's like we are there, but it's like there's no need to be more there. Like, so the teacher's convinced that she's doing a good job. Yes. It's like, what is it that you're asking of this? That's like right. Like, she goes, I'm asking you to tell me your name and why you're not paying attention to, to what we're saying here. Yes. Like, and then it turns out she gives a test and you know all the answers anyway. Yes. And it's like interesting. She's yes, like, isn't it? How we, as we all become, we all are the same consciousness called into this. Yes. Making it more serious, the story. Yes. Yes. And how it works is because I am this body. That, that has to get solid. So, so that separation becomes plausible. You know? Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Uh-huh. came to a realization last couple of years as a teacher that I was a state-sponsored authenticity assassin. State-sponsored authenticity <laughs> assassin? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the teaching was focused only on the ego mind yes. and neglected the intuitive aspect and never which is the most important aspect, but it's completely ignored. Completely ignored in our system, yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The life out there is about formulating the ego, yeah. That's what education is, bizarrely, it's education, you know. Education, wow. <laughs> it's about the external, so then it has to make you robust as an individual to engage with the external. Uh-huh. Trying to express that to powers that be would be meaningless because they would not understand. No, we're not evolved enough. No, we're not ready for that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was responding to your comment about the teacher, you know, insisting that you stay interested in all the things that she's presenting. I'm not talking about you as a teacher, but yeah, yeah. your five-year-old, you know. Yeah. And then uh, feeling uh, that there are two two other qualities that I'm noticing are coming up. One is one is literally compassion, and the necessity for it. It kind of up here coming too. We're in this world where <coughs> not many people are here, or so to speak, and so there's a, there seems to be a need for compassion. Um, the alternative is to feel assailed as the self, right? There's the teacher wailing on me. Well, that's not good. <laughs> that just fills up the self. But then if you can feel it, feel compassion for the teacher, because she's stuck, then you're unstuck, 
and all is well. So I feel there's that coming up. And another thing I feel coming up is um, a quality of, it's not really doing, but there's an interest in what's happening. There's a sense of like wanting to track it or wanting to follow it. Yeah. Just out yeah. of the, what does it do next? Yes, yes, and yes. And that, yes. that, that feels nice. Yes. <laughs> yes. You have a curiosity. Yeah, curiosity. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like uh -huh. just, just, and there's an aliveness and, and, yeah. and, a, and a vitality to that. Yes. That's, that's mixed in. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so can the curiosity be there without it being yours? Without it being dogs? Like. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't really feel personal, really. It doesn't really feel like, it just feels like, well, it does feel like wow. There's a kind of wow feeling to it for me. Okay. Um, okay. But it keeps me, or whatever, it, 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 it's, it's fun, it, it, it's not really me, but it's, it's a sense of, of um, just really somehow being invested in, in the whole thing. Yes. Yes. And, and enjoying, really just quite enjoying. Okay. Yeah. That'll keep the personal lie alive. Uh -huh. Because if there's, if there's a wow in there, then yeah. we've got contrast. So mm. we're, we're in duality. Mm. Mm. Um, and we're enjoying an experience. Mm -hmm. And experience is all about time and space and me to enjoy it. And right. if you're getting juice out of something, uh, personal lie is in there. Personal lie is in there. Maybe. Yeah, so enjoy it for a while, and when yeah. the juice goes out of it, great. Then do it. Then really do it. Mm. But let yourself have the juice until there's no more juice. The problem is, the pitfall that a lot of people fall into is when something loses its juice, they find some, another technique that has more juice. That's, that's the difficulty. Just watch that one. Because all you're doing is just having spiritual experiences. It might as well be anything you're having. You're just having, you, you know, that's you yeah. enjoying something. That's yeah. the personal eye in there. Yeah. So, so I would welcome, I would welcome when the juice dies out of it. It does. Uh huh. And then stick with it. Uh -huh. Then stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. You see, we, we can't suppress anything, you know? It's about freedom. If, if we suppress anything, like if, if the approach was, you know, oh, don't be curious, don't be curious. Uh, the, the experience might need to be had. You know, let yourself have the juice, let yourself have the experience, but see that it, it's a trick, you know? It's keeping the, the experiencer alive. The experiencer is always a separate eye, always. Because ex experiences themselves get to be seen through. Because experiences are, well, they happen to the individual, don't they? I mean, how else do you mark an experience? It has to be before and after. So, so we've already in in, we're already in separation, you know? You see? So enjoy it and, and, and welcome the day that there's no war factor. And then mind well, might what say, I'm saying is it, it, there's a vacillation. Uh -huh. I, I really, I really see that, but I, uh -huh. um, the whole thing is a kind of investigation. We're investigating here, yeah. right? It, and and there's a sense of, um, yeah, kind of, uh, yeah. I'll go back to wow. It's doing it on its own. Uh -huh. Interesting, uh -huh. you know. Uh -huh. And there's an emptiness to that. Yeah. But there's also a sense of joy or something. Yes. Yeah. Sure. It's in there. Sure. And there's a, yeah. it's not 
like one day that it won't be a wow. It's like there's a wow, there's not a wow. It's all mixed in okay. together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you see, because, and it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because there is, um, there is a joy that arises from, from going home. There's just well, a natural joy. Similar to the compassion. There are things that are just coming up in the middle of the experience, yeah, like, yeah. like a spring that's just yeah, coming yeah, up. Yeah, that's right, yeah. It's just noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. But I would say, you know, let attention fade, pull out from those two. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, mind will play the most fantastic tricks to hook you onto anything. Anything, but any consequ consequence or byproduct or effect or experience that comes from your spiritual work, all of it will be used at some stage by mind to create a distraction, to keep the show going. Just to watch for that. Mm -hmm. um, so what you're saying, it kind of sounds like um, you're describing it as uh, you're having this kind of this kind of sensation of wow, but it's not really like there's no self in it, you know, it's not like you're attaching with that idea. Uh -huh. um, and what you said about trying to withdraw from it, uh -huh. um, it seems like that would actually take you in the opposite direction because if you're trying to withdraw, you're trying to do something in particular, you're trying to make an effort to be somewhere else than you already are. Mm. Or, or not really be somewhere else, but you're trying to have some kind of reaction and you can only be in that place when there is no reaction, there's no desire to change anything. Okay, no, that's not what we're doing. Okay, so... So the, the, the seeing of an experience of the wow, it, it, it can be seen, it might be there, it might not be there. But, but the juice that creates contrast, the, the actual contrast itself of a wow, the ability to see contrast will have to be seen through at some point. Okay, so if someone is 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 desiring to go back then mind is coming with them what we're doing is is falling back to what's natural going into the natural state because we've been trained to like f focus outwards because that's what the world demands of so something unnatural has happened in the way we've developed our ego it's actually unnatural so what we're doing is is just returning to our natural state the mind might have a desire for it, but that will make it problematic. So we're not looking for anything at all, because there's nothing and take nothing away. And so it's the absence of an experience. That's actually what happens. But if you're looking for that, then you're making an experience out of the absence of an experience. Right. Problem. And it kind of seems, it seems kind of like a, like a paradox too, because you can't, um, you can't get to that state, um, well, it, I don't know, it's like, it's like if, you, if you want to or you try to... But there's no you there. All we're doing is switching off the you. If you're trying to get to that state, that's not what we're at. That's, that's what I mean. But like yeah. the action of like switching off the you, mm -hmm. kind of, you know, and it gets into my head like when we're doing the practice of, uh, you know, I'm trying to remove myself, but you can't try to remove yourself. No, you, you can't. There's someone, there's someone doing that. You can't, but for the want of a better term, you as pure consciousness takes up more space. Because that's actually where you're looking from anyway, is you as pure consciousness. And so as attention falls back into that, if the you wants anything at all, it hasn't happened. It hasn't. You're just playing with the terminology. Do you see? Yeah. yeah. It's just difficult to uh, kind of 
space when you're when you have a desire to. You yeah, you can't. Exactly. You can't. Yeah. Yeah, and no, you, mind will create scenario, create an experience, but it's just playing around, you know, right. just to maintain its own existence, yeah. imagined existence. Yeah. yeah. It's tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really empty, surrender. It's all that stuff. It's like really letting go. The harder you try, the more unsuccessful this attempt will be. And, uh, you know, I'm using stupid terms now because I've only got, imagine, imagine that it's success to turn off. It's not. It's just nature. <laughs> It's just evolution, you know? You know? And I, and I like that you say also, um, you said something like go into nothing and then remove the idea of nothing. Remove the so idea of nothing. Because, you know, it's like with surrender, you know, like there have been so many times in the past where it's like I'm, I'm contemplating the idea of surrender and it's like, okay, you now just do it. Just go and surrender, you know? Like yeah. And it's like just the idea of that yeah. totally gets in the way and blocks it. It so does, like yeah. Let it go of that idea completely. Yes. You know, it's almost yes. you can't even know what that means, or else it's going to get in the way. Yes, 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 yeah. Yeah, mind can't go with you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just can't, no. But it's very useful, as I was saying in the beginning, it's very useful to tell mind you can't go there. If your mind knows it can't go there, it doesn't grasp so tightly. It, it, but it actually needs to know that, you know? And, and you have to kind of tell it that, you know? It's like, you can't go there, you can't go there. And eventually it gets it, you know? Mm-hmm. Found it rather amusing that as I was in the God state, that state that my memory knew that I was sitting in the chair, but there was no sensory input that would validate that. Okay. Okay. I knew I was there. Yeah. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. But there was nothing. Registering the experience of sitting in the chair. Yeah. Yeah. There's no experience. You see, that's right. All experience goes. Or the, the it's like the character has the experience. You know, and, and it's like a, it's like a repositioning of things. Things reposition themselves. You know, character. It was like, a, it was like the mind was expecting to have something, but it yeah. wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> having an experience is like having a verification that I, the mind, exists. Yes, correct. So that's why it's so difficult to be. Uh-huh. But, but, but why is it so difficult to be? Explain what you mean by that. Because I'm more <clears throat> caught up with wanting to have certain experience. Okay. And when I don't have the experience that I think I should be having um, <clears throat> for where I am in my evolution. Okay, there's a loop. There's the loop. Uh-huh. That's the loop for me. Uh-huh. Can you drop the loop? Well, that's why I'm here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, I've had experience. I have had experience of dropping the loop. 
Okay, if you've had experiences of dropping the loop, can you let the character have the loop, but just... It's just the character's loop. Can you get distance there? The character yeah, might always have, have that loop. I have. Okay. At times. Okay. That's why I'm here. In this chair. Yeah. To, yeah. to expand. Expand that, yeah. And letting go of the story. Yeah. Of the stories. So whenever she's running her loop, she's running her loop. Right. Which causes a lot of ag ag um, agitation. Sure. Because uh, that's the story yeah. that she bought, yeah. that she was programmed with. Yeah. And it's, <clears throat> yeah. 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 You see, the, the loop might end and it might not, so it's good to leave space for both. You know, right. the loop might stop and break down and it's like never again has juice for you. Or it just might always just run. Right. But you'll know it's the loop. And right. It's not believed. Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. That's what I'm practicing. Yeah. That's a practice for me. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't believe it, you know. It's just a mechanism. You see, any story will do. But for sure if, if awakening hasn't happened and isn't solid and there's hasn't been embodiment, you're still believing something. Something is being believed. Because right. otherwise, it would be all over. Something is being believed. So everybody has some loop. Right. So if, if, if we dissect the, the really strong loops that are holding up the whole show, you know, mind is going to create another one. At the end, whatever loop is pretty vicious, it mightn't end at all. But there's a seeing that it's a loop. And right. that can be as right. good as it gets. Right. Because mind needs something to chew on. Right. Well, so I was, uh, I've, I've been, I'm always in the process of creating a new story. One that look, is more to my liking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's what, you yeah. know, I, I'm doing, I am doing. Yeah. And part of that is also not having a story, just being present. Part of your story is not to have a story. Part of my story is not to have a story. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Mind is wonderful. It's mm. a terrible thing to waste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hilarious. <laughs> so that's just the character, no? It's just the character wanting it to get better all the time. Right. But and you know, you know what happens is that that movement to make things better it dies down for a while because total equanimity comes in, you know. And then it cranks up because, because that movement for, for things to, to, to make a difference, not to make a difference, you see it all sounds, language is a problem here. In, somehow it turns into, into, into love expressing itself. Yes, yes. It's like it's gotten contorted and the mind is like abusing it. Yes. I want to make things better for me. Right. But That's pure like consciousness. Yeah. Says, I, yeah, yeah. I have really experienced in the last couple of years um, having compassion. Having for compassion for, for like, I always had difficulty with my parents uh -huh. uh, and making them bad and wrong. But I go, oh my God, this is what they were going through. 
you know, they were doing the best they could. Yeah. And even though the things they did were, you know, it's what, it's having compassion. It's like I become them. Yes. Yes. In understanding and having, it's like a, it was like a break open for yeah. me. And I'm able to do that more and more with people. Like if someone does something that my story doesn't consider should have been done, that uh -huh. isn't the role they should be do playing. That isn't uh -huh. the script they should be following. Okay. I, st I, I stop and I go, whoa, uh -huh. you know, I've been there too. Yes. I do that. Yes. Um, you know what might be useful is to have a little red alert for any time the mind is using the word should. Ah. Because in all those scenarios, the should is playing there. It's the thread through all those loops, well, one of them. The judgment. Yeah, it's the should. It should be a certain way. It's like yes, the exactly. controller is there. Right. You know? Yeah. Really should be. And it's like, gosh, you know, you're trying to improve on pure consciousness. Really? Really? Right. The mind is trying to improve on pure consciousness? Right. It's trying to improve right. on this? Right. Like right. this creation? Like, because right. right. this is pure consciousness doing its gig, imagining itself into reality. And the mind is trying to upgrade that? It's like, really? <laughs> but see, someone presented it this way. I mean, this is a story right here in the room. Yes. Um, yes. Someone has a story about yes. how this room should look. Yes. We can run that. And now we're in that story, their story. But but are, there's no. It's it's just it's just how consciousness manifests. Exactly. Their story, my story, and yeah. story is part of how we function. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, you know, that's believing them is causes pain. It's as simple as that. Right, right. And artists, a lot of artists, especially if they're political and otherwise, are trying to have us realize that this is a story, and let's let's, let's create a, a peaceful story. That in other words, we. There are infinite stories we could be doing, and I guess that's what's frustrating for me. It's like, oh my God, not that same boring story, you know. Um, but there's always a story. That, that's, 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 that's being human. That's how we right. function. There'll always be story. Right, but, we could, but what I'm saying is I get, I have a loop of the same yeah. story. Yes. Which, and everything yeah. is infinite. Yes. So why should I have this one boring loop? <laughs> why not? Why not? You see, if 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 you see that it's repetitive, you're running the you're running the story about linear time because it's happening over and over again. So if you've got boredom, you've just got linear time added to the current story. It's layers and layers of story upon story. Right. But the stories aren't a problem. No, really, it's my believing that. As my believing the story. And it's the story it that you want the story the to stop, you know? I mean, you right. know, it's layering, 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 right. layering. So I guess the best thing is not to think. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just story. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just story. It's the character, you know, doing her functioning mechanism. Be soft with it. Yeah. Have compassion for sure. it. Sure. For her, for who her. tortures herself with her stories. Absolutely. You know? Good point. You know? You're hurting yourself. Right. Yes. And I've come to that realization. Yeah, good. Yeah. Mm.
there do seem to be some stories as forms, I think, that are helpful in that, not to attach to, but they are, they are forms that kind of point back to um, truth, if you will. Something they, they point back to this beingness uh-huh. that, that we're talking about, uh-huh. I think. Um, so I'm, I'm still a little bit stuck on the wow thing. So <laughs> I wonder if I could give you an example and ask for your, your thoughts on it. So for example, um, I could take a walk in nature when I'm feeling quite open and suddenly just everything looks really beautiful to me and I see things in a certain way mm-hmm. that are very captivating and wowish. Uh-huh. And of course I have my iPhone with me uh-huh. and the thought occurs I'll take a picture of that. Uh-huh. And then the thought occurs I'm grasping to that, I want to keep it in my iPhone and okay. have it. <laughs> and then the thought occurs, well, take the damn photo anyway. Okay. Um, and then I take the photos, but I still feel open, okay. and I capture form okay. in such a way that it's, it is it, the, the form that's captured in this form of a photograph here, but it could be a story. The form is one which I later find out, looking at it myself and sharing with others, has this quality of pointing back to. And it, it, it makes people laugh, or it makes people go, oh my god, I was on the same walk with you, but I didn't see that. Okay. And it, it kind of, it has this quality of kind of nudging other people to the openness, so to speak. Uh-huh. And if I had taken the walk and not take, taken the photo, uh, it wouldn't be there to be shared. Uh-huh. So, I don't know, my, my sense of it is I've seen through the mind game that allows me to then just take the photo and it, create, it ends up with a form that's kind of magic because it helps helps me and helps others laugh or get insight or something. Okay. You know what I mean? So there's this constant. Yeah. But you have to be careful because you don't you want sure to, do. you don't want to be out there just grasping nature. You sure do. You see Okay. So how, yeah, I'm yeah. wondering how, how you how this you is, process that. This is story. tricky now. Yeah. I What happened on my own path was that I had to let go of all of those things. Mm. Deliberately did not take a photograph deliberately did less sharing and giving and less caring, less service, deliberately did the opposite to see would pure consciousness, that which moves through this form without the filter of me editing it, would pure consciousness do this? Okay, I'm not going to do it and let's see what happens. And I found I got less attention because I had less story and less to offer and I was less visible. And I discovered a whole other load of garbage in there that was motivating my actions. And when that cleared out and being invisible and being nobody, totally, you know, plus, 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 coming to that, it's like, well, it doesn't matter if a photograph gets taken or not. It's not my decision. It's, it's, and so mind had no place to fit back in because it wasn't being listened to because there was no motivation for me to be the one who shared the photograph or maybe to do some good. All that had died out, scraped out. And so it's like, if the phone comes out and the thing is taken, it's taken. If it's shared or not, there's no, there's no line of action followed through. It might be shared, it might not be shared. And it's, it makes no difference because there's nobody there who's yeah. doing any of it. I hear you. Because <coughs> here you are, you're offering a form to us. Yeah. In the form of satsang. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, it must have just happened that it must have just happened that way, yeah. as opposed to you wanting it to happen that way. Correct. Yeah. 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 That's nice. Yeah. It's freedom. Yeah. And there are things that you do sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. that that you do, and and like it would look like you wanted to do it. Like, I wanted a glass of water, and I got up, did I want a glass of water? Well, I could run that story, but the body's thirsty. What's the big deal? It's like there's a whole layer of thinking that doesn't happen, because functioning mind is, does it. You know? Whereas, whereas, you see, all the while you really are looking. You, you really are looking from pure consciousness. But there are these other layers, and your attention is totally on the other layers, so you think you start there. So if pure consciousness is behind... And we have the I am being presence. And in front of that, we have the impersonal observer. And in front of that, we have the me, me, myself, I. If all of your attention is there, you really have lost touch with really where, you're, where the movement that made you get up this morning started from. You really are looking from there, really. But if your attention is on all about me, well then, it's just taken all of your attention, that's it. Do you know this reminds me of, do you know that new movie that's out with Scarlett Johansson, Lucy? Anyone see Lucy? It's a great movie. Yeah, it's, 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 it's recent. I was saw a few weeks ago. I guess it's still in theatres. I hope so. And um, yeah, she, so she, she ingests some drugs. She's kidnapped. Kidna I can't believe I'm going to tell the whole story, but I am. Anyway, she's, she's kidnapped to, um, to, to take some drug illegally over a border, and the drug bursts and comes into her system. And it does something to her brain. And it's, it's just, it's fantastic just to watch it. And she, at one point, she's, uh, she's got a bad guy, you know, and she stabs some, uh, a knife, his own knife, through his wrist, you know. And she just says, I think, I think it's him anyway, or somebody she's, she's, you know, getting the better of some bad guy. And she says, um, you're full of pain now, aren't you? And she's looking at him and she's intrigued. Because your little consciousness is completely placing all of your attention on the fact that you're in pain. And that's all that's happening for you. So the pain is huge. Oh my God, how pathetic, you know? It's like, yes, yes, there it is. It's like the Matrix. I love those little gems, you know, that are appear in movies. And it's like, that's exactly it. All of your attention is on me and my story. And it's like, do you know where your attention arose from? Like, where you're looking from? But we had to like fall back into it to see where you're looking from. And the eagerness to pick up my story and say, but I need this loop to go. No, no, the you is, is, is just a filter lens on top of divine, divine, exquisite essence that is all of it. But it, it, the filter is that it's gone into part of it. And so there's me. And so then I'm just this body. You know, it's like identification with the body, so then you're the body. And so you miss the whole thing. It's, it's all of it. It's all of it. You're looking from all of it. You are all of it, and then you don't have to be all of it. There's just all of it. <laughs> you know? You know? Let's have a cup of tea or a break or something, will we? Maybe yeah. ten minutes? Okay, see you then. Let's see if the functioning mind operates, right? Or if it's like, what do you think? Are you interested? No, I'm going to quit. Like, just try not to turn the all, all about me on, okay? The mind is saying, how about the factors of repetition of stories? Yeah. That one 
in my situation in life, I always attributed to uh, the picture I have of cabbage, I mean, of the cauliflower. And I say, okay, it's just another fractal. Okay. Can one just remove that so that the story doesn't, don't repeat, like this lady was saying, like, you don't just keep at it. Am I making myself... Not I'm not with you totally. Like when you see a cauliflower, you say cauliflower? Or what, no, what? like no. the picture of a cauliflower that okay. has the little flower in it. Okay. I identified the same repetition of stories ah. as being a cauliflower. Okay. And that that's how it's manifesting in my mind. Yes. And I'm trying uh. to figure out if there's a way of letting that all fall so that the cauliflower just becomes blank. Okay, or no cauliflower. No cauliflower. <laughs> okay, that's even better. Yeah. Yeah. For some, <clears throat> the cauliflower gets destroyed and thoughts stop. And for me it happened, there was about two and a half years or three years of absolutely no thoughts. No thoughts, no nighttime dreams, nothing. No thoughts. Um... And then they started again through dreams at night. And dreams at night started with colors. I wake up in the morning, oh my God, there was blue. I saw blue in a dream. So dreaming must be coming back, you know? And it was like, I'm an experiment, you know? I feel like I'm an experiment, you know? So, so it's always like, oh, what's happening next? What's happening next, you know? Um, but so, so the cauliflower might disappear, and it might not. The repetition, though, you know, <clears throat> there's a mad statistic I read recently. Okay, so in the nineteen, in, in the first or second decade, nineteen between nineteen hundred and nineteen twenty, someplace in there, they devised a system for recording um, how many thoughts you have a day, and it was sixty thousand. It was between sixty and ninety thousand, right? But a minimum of sixty thousand a day, and like. Most of them we've had before. When they first did that experiment with the same recording device, the same mechanism, in, in the first, it's like 100 years ago now, there was 5,000 thoughts a day. Right? Multiplied by 12, and that was, that's the minimum now of what we have. So a lot of them are there. It's repetition. It's repetition. So even though we're we're evolving rapidly and able to, you know, able to see our thoughts and able to wake up and, and live a regular life and we're able to do all these things, but yet the mind is getting busier. It's getting busier and the repetition is multiplying like by 12 in 100 years. That's nuts. That's a crazy amount of mental activity, you know, of the same thoughts over and over again. Almost all of them are the same, sure, you know. So... And so our attention is on very few of them, but they're all cruising by. E either way, some part of, you know, our, our attention goes on them because that's, that's how they happen, but it doesn't register, it doesn't stay for long enough to, for it to have an imprint for, for the personal consciousness to actually translate it into story. <coughs> do, do you see? And for it to be like, oh, with parts and moving things and things you can talk about. To some, okay? I've even had it in the dreams, and not till recently have I awoken that they were a dream, it's not real. Yeah. Uh, I own, 
the most fabulous homes, yeah. and I believe that I do. Yes. <laughs> the most intricate setup. Yes. And then recently I had that fractal, and, and I was laughing. That's I don't really. Yes. Uh, but no, for a long time, within the dream, I was at home in those places. Yes. Yes. So I wonder if that will return now that I have the awareness that it's not, that they don't exist. Will okay. that put a break to that particular fractal of all these homes that I'm showing people around it? Yes. <laughs> yes. And it, it, it's more of a sideways shift. It's like the story of the homes can be there believing it or letting ownership happen you see it, okay with different people it's different hooks you know and i suppose in my own work i'm trying to kind of let's find the core and stab the core of it the core of what's what's what the hook is you know it might be the wow factor or wanting to experience or it might be the should word or it, you know they might be periphery they might not but sometimes we, we're, we're heading towards what the core is with this one that you're talking about, I wonder if it's, if it's owning and not owning. Because if it's, I'm talking about owning houses and owning the thought and owning the fractal and owning don't exist and owning the idea that I don't own anything. It's like you're still there. You're still there. It's the ownership of the I thought. It's not about the story of the houses. It's not about the stories of your life. It's you. It's you're buying the story of you. There's ownership of that story. That's the one to go after. You see? Because they'll come, they'll go, most likely they'll come back. Most likely they will. You're just moving the furniture unless you're going for the one who's owning the story in the first place. Because you are... are, are, are a product of a self-referencing mechanism in your brain turning on. That, that's what creates the sense of you. Without that neurology activating, there is no you. There is no you, and life is just dandy without a personal eye. And yet, you know, the functioning happens. It's going to lift up your arm and move your feet, and it'll do whatever it needs to do. It'll make a phone call. It'll show a house, sell a house, buy a house. It'll do all that too. But it feels like... It's a game. It's like being awake in a nighttime dream. Do you know that feeling of like, I know I'm dreaming because this doesn't make sense. These people are really, not, you know, I, I, know I'm, I know I'm dreaming. You know that insight sometimes? It's like that. It's like that. You know that this is just makey-uppy, you know? And it's fine. You know? And that the, your form, the body-mind is makey-uppy too, you know? Sorry, I used to use that term when I was a child. <laughs> there it is again. Forty years later, it emerges. We'll, we'll see it in a book somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But let it be refreshing that it's just a part of the brain that is creating you. That's it. That's all it is. It's just your brain is creating that idea. You know. Called thought forms. Pardon? Thought forms. Thought forms. Yeah, the thought of you. And the thought forms underpinned by me who's having the thought, the right. thought. 
See, the thought form of me having thought forms and we layer it up and layer it up and we want to get rid of the loops but it's like but sure the loops are underpinned by a foundational stone which is me the one who's having the loops you have to go after that one that's the only one to go after really all the other ones are about making it better for me so if you're trying to change the quality of your thoughts the speed of your mind yeah you can do it for the phenomenal body you can do it for the physical experience it's like whatever it's like buying a new car it's like a new physical experience it's a toy no mm. but nothing's going to change you just have a new phenomenal experience but there's you right you make it better for you and so that's really make it better for you no that's just what i that's what i found out yeah good good it doesn't make it better for you yeah. it's temporary right yeah okay so then you just go after the me. Is she real? And to really figure that out, and if you can feel it, if you can, if you can use some other sense, some other capacity, because we have such capacity, like, to confine your ability to your brain. Jeepers, that's putting your light under a bushel. If that's what Jesus Christ was talking about, I hope it was, because otherwise, that's putting your light under a bushel. Imagining that your brain is, is, is the sum total of what you have to play with. Good Lord. You know? That's a story-making machine that enables functioning. That's all. That's all. It's got nothing to do with the truth. It knows nothing about a truth. It's created within truth. It's created within it just for fun. And now it's believing its own creation. And it imagines it can improve on the entirety. And it's like, wow, it's running amok. You know? It's just a localized perception from within the manifestation of truth. It's just a local viewing point, the body-mind, you know? Being able to see its own movie from inside. That's all the body-mind is. And, and, and it can only do it through story. That's all it can do. It's beautiful, you know? But heck, I don't believe a word of it. But it believes its own thing. It believes its own little gig. It has that ability has that ability and nothing is lost when it's not running because the one who imagines something will be lost is the one who's believing its own existence nothing is lost nothing how can it be lost the only one who'd lose something is the little localized perception and mind will even tell you you know ah you know you know what mind will tell you. It's all garbage. <laughs> a lying machine, you know. But that's how life works, you know. It just spews out this stuff, you know. 60 to 90,000 thoughts a day, you know. That's, that's what's cruising by there. Um, I feel like I'm able to unhook the me, the I, uh. but um, maybe not so much the, that, the them. You know, like ah. my children, or you know, it's just like hard to, you know, unhook. So tell me what children are if there is no you there. How how, how are children registered as children? What what, what what's that? Um. Yeah, it's it's like I see them, and I feel them, 
and I feel love and compassion. And there's no you. And there's no me. And really? I feel them. I, <laughs> no, I, them. I, I, I feel know, love and compassion and there's no me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's, the, that's when I get back hooked in when, you know, when I'm, when this body is with them. That's, that's when I notice that I get really hooked and that it's hard to let go and separate that because like, because like you said, there's nothing lost, but to, then there's this feeling of that there's something lost. What's lost? <laughs> um, yeah, it's the ownership of, I think it's the ownership of, of uh, like my identity of like being mother. But that happens without ownership. Ownership is a layer superimposed on top of it mm -hmm. that you imagine makes you feel good, but it actually makes you suffer. Right. Mothership, it, it, it's totally natural. Every species does it, parenting in some shape or form. Mm -hmm. Gives birth at least if there's no nurturing, you know? So, so um, what, what do you imagine? What would you imagine would be lost if it's not running? Does mind just create a story about its absence? Yeah, I think it's it's the absence. Like if there's no me, that means there's no them, and then it feels like like I'm mourning what wasn't there anyways. Like mourning. But the me would be mourning. Yeah, the me would be mourning. Yes, so the yeah. me is back in again now. Mm -hmm. So then there is a me. Yeah, that's that's how I keep. That's my loop. That's your loop. That's yeah. my loop, and I'm having a hard time cutting that loop because oh. if I cut that loop then it's like I'm, I'm chopping their heads off too <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but that's what it kind of feels yeah. like yeah yeah so mind has or okay, sorry, this is a question so mind has convinced you that that to detach in any way around the role that you've identified about being mother would would create suffering Right. And it's actually the opposite. Yeah. It's so it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like how to emotionally, like, like detach emotion. Yes, like it's yes. Tough. Yes, it is, yeah. It is, yeah. Because your biology gives the opposite message and, exactly. and conditioning gives the opposite message. Mm -hmm. And they're in bed together, you know? Right. You know? Yeah. How it's supposed to be. Yeah. But, you know, yes, we have a lot of evidence that children die. Parents outlive them. There's no guarantee that they're going to live longer than you. Yeah. Yet that happens, but somehow it's it, it's almost like it's not supposed to happen. But actually, it does happen. So what what is it that says that's not supposed to happen? It does happen a lot. Right. You know. Yeah. You know. They they don't belong to you. Yeah. They don't belong to me, um, no. but I guess there's like this deep-rooted fear, you know, of, of loss. Yeah, that's like physical. Yeah, like that's like it. Really, that's physical. it. It's like you're mourning their loss, and they're still with you. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Maybe I just have to do it. Have to do that till I don't do it anymore. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> Or you could hand them back. Hand them back. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. I 
could do that. Mm. And tell your mind, they're on loan. I enjoy them for as long as I have them. They're on loan. Mm -hmm. But hand them back. So it changes, it plays with the mind around ownership. It shifts the contract mm -hmm. from ownership, you know, and the, the responsibility of holding your kids, holding their space, you know, to like, they're, you know, just kind of take a moment, you know, somewhere sacred, you know. Right. And, and like, okay, I give them back, I give them back. And, mm -hmm. and thank you, but I love them to bits while they're on loan to me. And change, just shift that, shift that. Yeah, I really like that. Okay. I, mean, I think I, that's someone try that. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of it is around tricking the mind, is around changing the rules for mind, you know? Because you just have to fire a different understanding so it's not so sticky. So it gets looser, you know? Yeah. Sure, sure. Yes. It seems like we could do that with everything, couldn't we? You could do that with everything, yes. It seems like a way to stab me. It is a way to stab ownership. But you see, there's two layers to it. If it's really sticky, and children, it's really sticky because you've, I mean, there's layers and layers and layers of attachment. And they, they were in your body. Like, I mean, God, how, you know, it's like, yeah. it's really tough. So, so with that one, we, we've got to do it in layers. But so if it wasn't so sticky, if it wasn't around her children, I'd, the, the one that the kids are on loan to, I'd be after that one. So she's still there and the kids are on loan. So we're doing it step by step just to loosen it. Because sometimes, if it's very sticky, you can't just jump to like switch off the me. It's too big a leap. It's like you're going from a sticky personal eye, jumping over the observing of the body-mind, jumping over the presence, and going straight into pure consciousness. It's like, it's too big, we can't do it. We, you, you can't do it, it's like you've got to set up little grooves so that your brain won't collapse, <laughs> do you know? Because otherwise you're just gonna get caught in the concept. Of, oh, but there's no me, it's fine. It's like, ah, that's BS. You know, I mean, and there's plenty of people who say that, but there's no you, and it's like, oh, for crying out loud. Non-dual jargon. You know, you, you have to feel that. To feel that. So, so, I went all around the houses now. Where was I starting? Yeah, okay. You have to be, it, it, okay, there, there are certain tools you need along the way. All right? And it's a good thing to be able to figure out when you can just go after the me, or when there's an intermediary layer to unglue it a bit, so that you have a bit of breathing space. So if you go after ownership and something is on loan, okay, it can make everything fluid. Don't rest there, don't rest there, don't rest there. Once, once things have rearranged yourself and you feel a bit more fluid and, and your relationship to thoughts, houses, bank account, partner, work, when it's looser, it's like, okay, I've been doing this for a month, next step. Who's the one who's enjoying this looseness? Who's this? We just, we're still running the default mode network and it's a little bit, ah, oh, it's a little bit softer. It's not quite as tight. It's a little bit softer. But go after the, you're at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there's arranging the furniture to make it more pleasing for the eye, but we gotta go after the eye. So you really have to be able to discern yourself. What layer am I at here? What one works best for me? Because your, your path is only you. So that's, that's why there's so many paths. There's so many different ways. Pick out what works for you. Pick it out. Pick it out what works for you. And follow that to the death. When it's done, find the next thing. 
you know? You know? You're in charge of your own path. You know? It used to be like you, you pick one teacher, one guru, and you follow that to the end. And it's like, uh, we don't work like that. Doesn't work for the Western mind. Doesn't work. We're too complex. Too many variables with too many neurological pathways developed. No. Doesn't work. We're not we're not simple anymore. We're not our culture isn't simple. Nothing about us is simple. We're getting more and more. Um <coughs> mixed cosmopolitan. What's my word? Sophisticated. Hmm? Sophisticated. Sophisticated, yes, thank you. Sophisticated. Sophisticated. So we have to go in this direction of, of, of uh, you are your own guru, you are your own teacher, you know. So the most important thing is to get tools, tools that you use so that you are the one driving the ship. Now, of course, that's completely, you know, I can say the opposite. There's no you to drive the ship and, da, 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 and you're trying to get rid of you. For a certain point, yeah, you are the only one who can watch to see when, when are you active. And it's, it reads like completely paradoxical and against everything I've just said for the last two hours to say that you are the one getting rid of the you. But actually you are for a while. You are the one surrendering the you, you know, and you are the one switching off the you. But, but part of it is language and part of it is, it, it is kind of like that until you see bloody hell, consciousness is doing the whole frigging lot of it. Awareness is doing all of it. There was just ownership over the movement to pull away from the personal eye. So it looks like you are switching off yourself, but it will show you that the natural evolution of what you are, of consciousness refining itself, is actually withdrawing, but the you came with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Great. That's a good point if you get that one. It's useful. You see? So only you know if, 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 if you are driven by, I want to make this better for me, and that's why I want to switch off the default mode network, that won't work. Of course it won't work. Or, yeah, there's a sense of me doing this, that's going to drop. That's still some part of the default mode network, but this is as good as it can happen right now in this body of mind. That's as good as it can happen. It's about you being able to be totally honest with yourself to know what is running. What's running? What's running? Where's personal I? How far, how far back is the personal I as I withdraw from the all about me movie? It's kind of subtle, but it's an important one. And the sense of the eye stays there for some. The sense of... And Nisikadat is another one who, who was interesting in this. And he said... Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hold on, it's there somewhere. Um, that it was, it was... I think it's in his very last book. I think it's in his very last... I, I read like a third of I Am That, and then I read his very last book. So it must be in the very last book. Um, and he was sick at the time. And he said... Um, that uh, the all sense of individuality has gone. I remember reading it and thinking, what? Like, what? This, like, incredible insight from this uneducated man. And yet there was a sense of individuality right to that point. It's like, really? So 
that can go really early on or the sense of individuality can stay, stay, stay post-awakening and as you move towards liberation. It, it, it's gone with liberation. Liberation is, is, is much more refined level of consciousness than, than awakening. Some people mix them all up and it's like, oh, please, you know. So awakening is, is, is realizing who you are because there's still a, something residue of an I there who says I am pure consciousness and I am all of it and I am the absolute and I am awareness and there's some residue of a non-dual I. I without, without, without other, you know, there's some sense of an I and it's got no personal identity. Okay, so that's with awakening and it's generally a two-year phase of embodiment. I haven't seen it tighter than two years since, you know, since I'm doing this work. It tends to be about two years after, after the truth is seen that actually it settles, really settles. And you need that length of time to know. It's like the menopause, you know? It's like you only know after, it's literally, it's weird. It's like it's two years after the last menstrual bleed that you actually are out of the menopause. You know, it's, it's two years after. And it's like, this is just like awakening. You know, it's like, it's two years. After, since, when did you last believe an I story? And once the two years mark has come, it's like something has shifted. The natural state has become the norm. Something is ready to, it's like the old loops can start again after two years, you know, and, and they're not sticky. And it's like, but none of it is believed. None of it is believed at all. It's like the default mode network has switched off for two years. It's kind of like, okay. <sighs> I was going someplace else ages back and got distracted. Okay, awakening and liberation. So, so with, so awakening, seeing the truth, self-realization, all or nothing. Two years passes. Okay, so some people hang out there, and you know, and oh, that's the end of the line. That's the end of the line. It's like whoa, there is no end of the line because infinity is built in. As long as the movie is going on, infinity is built in somewhere. So something keep refines, ref, keeps refining itself. You can get to the edge of consciousness, though, and you can actually go prior to consciousness. So, but that's another story. So what happens is, is post-awakening, there is this movement that I spoke about earlier for, for refinement to happen. It's like, it's like, it's like consciousness. It's just, just, it's just the love that's, that's in everything. That's the essence of the whole the whole movement the whole movie there's love underpinning all of us and it just shines by itself it just shines by itself so it it just moves you know because love isn't static it just things happen and it just takes over and that's what moves through the form and it's it's just you can't do anything about it you can't stop it you can't start it you can't and you don't even know it's happening until somebody else tells you about it because you're like you've lost the sense of watching something because your attention is there isn't enough of your attention there to be watching yourself to comment on yourself you've lost that perspective because it's just a body mind why is it different to any other body mind because you're all of it and you're none of it and that's still running okay so now we go prior are you fried are you alright <laughs> so as the refinement happens sure something about being being fully human matures and being fully human is is that there is no filtering at all of we can still say what you really are or pure consciousness moving through the form it's not edited the functioning mind does its thing it 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 enables it or it it, mm, it, it 
it translates movement into into the physical realm of 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 being human that's what your brain then does it it the functioning mind kind of translates it you know to allow to allow participation in, in of a part within the whole even though you know you're not the part of the whole and so as pure consciousness moves through that's there's like freedom total complete freedom it's like because there's nothing blocking editing anything there's no layer no layers of filtering perception and from there one last step and I know Adi Ashanti talks about this, um, and I know it's in some Buddhist books, but I'm not sure where else you can find it. Maybe it's everywhere, I don't know. Um, um, that liberation is when a, a concept motivates your action. Now, a concept that's not pure functioning, because functioning takes care of itself. It's like, okay, lift up my hand. Okay. It's not like, okay, I'm going to lift up my hand now. No, that's a concept. Do you know? It's like, lift up your hand. Okay, there's just about enough of a functioning in a, you know, turning a concept into form. That's the, that's the functioning mind. Whereas another concept, oh, I'm going to lift up my hand because it looks cool, because that's the right thing. That, that's, that's, that doesn't happen. So no movement at all is influenced by a concept. And that's liberation. Okay? So these are the layers of, of where it goes. So it does not stop with awakening at all. Some hang out there for years and... Well, that's another story. Um, yeah, okay. Where do we go from here? Yes. Um, I came in a little bit late. You may have gone over that all now, but um, in the case that you did go over it, could you just tell us about your own practice uh, and how you started and all that stuff? Because you know how that sometimes the uh, personal is the most universal. Personal is the most universal. It's very sweet. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. I did everything that resonated. Once, once the search started, once it became like, I, I, I have to go with this. And that, that, there was a conscious decision when I was 30. My third eye opened suddenly and, and it was all very dramatic and traumatic and pretty crazy. And there was like a, okay, do I shut this down or do I let it turn my life upside down and inside out? And I went, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. That was the first big decision. Eight years later, uh, a traditional guru appeared in front of me, made himself known to me, and um, said, okay, you're ready to follow me now. And it was like, oh, me follow a guy? No. It was a woman, maybe, but a man? No. And, you know, and follow somebody else? No, I'm not going to trust anybody. I'm doing this solo. But that, I never would have understood surrender without him. It was the faster way to understand. And I was blessed that he wasn't a fraud. I was blessed. There was, there was a three or four day period of deciding. I thought, okay, I hear your request. I hear you saying... I have to, this is, this is the next step for me, but I have to check you out. And I spent a few days, what does my deepest gut say about this guy? Because when I stop checking him out, I will totally surrender. If he says jump off a cliff, I'm going to jump off the cliff. So I have to vet him and edit him as much as I can so that I close the doubting mind on his, his guidance. And so that's what I did. After a few days, it's like, 
okay, I, uh, he, he knows something that I don't. He has access to something that I don't. And if I fall flat on my face, heck, it'll be a lesson that I need to learn because I can't smell it now. I just can't smell it. So I did. I, I, I followed him hook, line and sinker. And he, you know, I felt, okay, I have to leave my marriage. Okay, fine. I have to leave my work. Okay, fine. Leave my country. All right. Okay. I'm, I, okay. What do I do now? Well, I don't know what I do. And just following the next move and the next move and ended up in India for a few years. Um, in India, it, it was such a blessing. It was really tough because I got sick a lot. I don't have a robust constitution and I got sick a lot. And, um, I always looked at it, okay, deal with this, deal with this, deal with this. But at the same time, there was 100% commitment to doing whatever it was, what, whatever made sense to me. So I, at this point, I had done like ayahuasca camps and peyote camps in Peru and spent a good bit of time in Bolivia and like anything I could have done, got lost in shamanic, did animal stuff, did quests, did, you know, vision quests, did... Oof, energy healing, chanting, healing through sound, Reiki, Seikim, I mean, I mean, God bless us, there was loads of it, Orosoma, what else did I find? <coughs> Tried all these things and just like, okay, I've come to the end of that, no more, can't, no, I'm not growing anymore from it, it's becoming a habit, it's getting too cosy, out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Um, and so there was always that kind of like, move get Jack, move Jack, move Jack. I mean, I did some wacky things. Like, at some point, it was like, okay, you're going to have to make a decision of whether you're going to have kids or whether, whether you're going to do this. I was 39 at the time, whether you're going to do this. And I was like, really? It's one or the other. It's one or the other. And I seem to get this hit of like, right now, it's one or the other. I'm kind of born in the wrong time. If I was born a little bit later, I bet you I'd be able to do the, do the two, but I can't. I just, I, and I didn't understand that till actually probably this year or last year, that there's a whole timing thing and an evolution thing. And so there when, when it was just like, you know, over a couple of weeks thinking, I have, I have to just close the shutter on it actually. I have to get rid of that whole loop of, of not getting pregnant or having a kid. I have to close it. What am I going to do? And I said, well, I want God. It's as simple as that. I want God. Am I going to find God through kids? Yes, but much, it's going to take much longer. I'm like, no, 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 I, I, no, no, I, I, no. If this can be done directly, yes, this can be done without having kids. Okay, then I'm going to close the shutter on it. 24 hours later, if you're going to close the shutter on it, you really close the shutter on it. It's like, 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 what? It's like, well, in order for you to, to move through this, so I was having these dialogues with myself. It's mind talking to mind, of course, you know? But, but at the end of the day, there's this movement coming from someplace else that I knew the taste of it. You just know the taste of that thing that's coming from someplace else. And that was always in charge, always. And so it's like, okay, so, so I now have to do something to, to close. And I was in a foreign country and I went off and I got myself sterilized. Made the decision on Sunday and a week later I had myself sterilized. I was like, all right, okay, so we go through surgery. There's nobody there to mind you. You're just going to have to just pull this off together. Okay. It's like, okay, that's a bit dramatic. And of course, my sisters were like, what do you do to your body? And I'm like, I don't know. I know it's ridiculous. But whatever is coming, I have to not have the, you know, the ideas of, of having, I, can't, I, have to close that sh- I have to close the shutters. That's the phrase I had and still have. I had to close the shutters on it. So it's like, okay, we have to just shut that down. 
and, and, and never again have those loops about not getting pregnant or whatever, whatever goes on in that area. So it was quite dramatic. Everything was shutting, 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 right down to changing my body. Huh? Um, so in, in, in India, there was like, there was a phase of whatever, whatever you have a judgment about, I ended up having to do the opposite. And that actually still happens a bit. If I've had like a preference for wearing Birkenstocks all my life, what have I got now? I've got a few pairs of high heels. It's like five years ago, it would be like, high heels, why do you do that to your back? Why do you do that? It's like, high heels must have been invented by men. Women would never wear high heels. I would have said that like all my life. And here I am now and I've got high heels, you know. And so I can see it still. It's like, it's like whatever the Jack character held as a position, pure consciousness is swinging it to the opposite, constantly swinging it to the opposite. And now it's hilarious. It's just like, oh, God, it's like a cosmic joke, remembering of what, what, what the Jack character held to be the right way. And, and should the opposite comes in, it's like everything, everything is reaching its, reaching its place of balance by swinging into the opposite, you know, by itself, by itself, because I have no interest in anything, really, you know, I've no, I have no motivation for anything. So I'll just go here, okay, or no, and go here, oh, yeah, or no, you know. Um, so, so in India, whatever the feeling was, it's like the move is to do this. And the mind would say, no, you can't because, no, you can't because, no, you can't because. Okay, right, find courage, go for it, do it. So courage was the greatest tool. For the last three or four years, it was about courage. Self-honesty and courage, they're the two. That no matter what this movement was, I did it regardless of the consequences. And phenomenally, the consequences looked awful, but the shift inside, oh my God, the consequences were just nothing, nothing, nothing. No price was ever paid on any level. It's like, good Lord. I mean, freedom, like, there's nothing that, that, that can be traded for freedom, nothing, nothing. Nothing. The ego can be. It, it thinks it's worth it. Can be traded for freedom. Yeah, until freedom is... Uh, um, tell me more. Tell me more about your, what you're saying. Letting go of the ego is the freedom. I guess. It's like the freedom is there all the time, but we're distracted with the ego. It's, all our attention is on the ego. Do you know? We've kind of morphed into this identity that mind has imagined was necessary to cope and it was necessary to cope because that's what we got from our teachers and our parents and you know so 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 it switches off and what was there all the time is there so so yeah there is a sense of losing something of course because it's gone but freedom was there all the time so it's not really a swapping out you know it's more switching off of the default mode network you know because you're not there to enjoy freedom. You're all of it. And then there's no you. you know? So the ego is the chains, the, the opposite of freedom. Yes. It's, you, it's the, yeah, it's the overlay that's muck on top of freedom. Yeah. Yeah, disguising it, distracting you from freedom. Yeah. Can that be called desire? Yes, desire is what keeps the ego alive. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it takes if desire arises, there's an eye attached to it. They're 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 together. Evolution. Mm. Yeah, we live in an interesting time in terms of phenomenally around uh, around how how awakening is happening, and you know the internet is part of it. It's not because of the internet; it's just part of the evolution. It's just another tool that's in there. But consciousness itself, pure consciousness, doesn't move at all, you know. But yet, it's in the movie. Because it's the creator of the movie. It's actually already movie. Pure consciousness. The finest that it goes is already movie. So it is evolving in, its, in, in terms of what it can create and manifest and morph into and refine. And, and consciousness itself is, is evolving. But at the end of the line, pure consciousness, that's, that's still an unchanging that's the absolute part of it. That's before it, it creates the concept, concept of existence and possibility and space and out from space rolls time and out from time, you know, time is like a dot and it, it spans out into linear. Concepts do all this, no? It's just like a framework, 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 deeper, deeper into concepts, layers and layers and layers on top of each other until we have this, you know? Um, and so the evolution, the, the evolution is particular to our species in terms of how we can align the body-mind mechanism with the refinement of consciousness. So like a thousand years ago, there were so few who could, who could attain liberation, really so few, so few. And they were protected and closeted within, you know, within sacred spaces. They had to be. Because, because the general norm was like so dense that, that it had to be protected in some way. Um, it's different now. And so, so the evolution of consciousness, so much is possible around what we can pick up and what we can understand. Um, it, 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 it's, it's so widely available to understand and to... to it's just available. It's, it's so we're talking about embodiment. Yes, yes, it's embodiment. It's the embodiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not having to go through death or, or, you know, the years and years of samadhi of not being able to move the body and stuff. Sure, that's happened here of having no. And an odd time it still happens where the functioning gets turned off. It's rare now. Um, but it used to be very prevalent. Of, and even in satsang, it happened in satsang. You, you, you guys were there sometimes, you know? And, and like, the functioning is gone. I, just, it's gone. I can't friggin' move. And you're sitting there and you're like, that's it, you know? Gone. And I remember one day just, just, just managing to move the arm enough to pick up water and throw water on myself. Just to get myself back. Just, like, whew, just to engage the nervous system. To crank up, crank up the functioning mind again, you know? Um... That's no good if you're driving a car, you know? Like, that's stupid. But yet, you know, it doesn't work. So, so, so we're evolving. The body-mind and the brain is evolving to a way of being able to embody this where you're not sitting in samadhi, 
and you know your heartbeat stopping or your vital for like no big deal it's not a great thing that oh my god they were like dead for four days and it was an incredible samadhi it's like evolve out of that come on come on you know embody it and be able to function and be able to have kids I couldn't do it I was before my time but yeah of course you know what do you mean by that it was it was before your time why could you why could you do it now but not have done it you know 20 years ago I could do it now, but I'm too old, huh? Well, but I mean, you said, you know, if, if I had been born a few years later, then yeah. I could have done both. Why, why is that? Well, it's because it's the evolution. Because it's, it's, it's this phase we're living in now. So if you look at, a, like, even, even like 70 or 80 years ago, it was rare to have somebody who had seen the truth and living a normal life. They were there, but it was rare enough. To have somebody liberated, there's no way they could live a regular life and have that level of, of awakening, of, of total liberation. There's no way. It couldn't. There's, it couldn't. The frequency wasn't there to support it, to enable it to get solid. So for myself, yeah, so for myself, I, I, there was a knowing that I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. That, yeah, I might be able to do it, but it's going to take about another 20 years because I'll get caught up. Something will get caught up and actually having kids is not, it's, it's, it's do I need to do it it's like I don't need to do it I could do it but it's just going to postpone everything and you know heck I, I, I don't want I, no no I've got one thing I'm after one thing so would you say that um, evolution is happening on like an uh, exponential yes of? yes yes we're morphing which is why in, which is why in the matter of maybe five or ten years if you've been born five or ten years later you could have absolutely it, even though it's such a small amount of time absolutely now it makes no difference back. now it makes no difference yeah Makes no difference now, yeah. But there's also no regret, right? Hmm? There's also no regret. Oh, not at all. Not at all. It's only movie material. Not at all. Yeah, no, it makes no difference now. Child, children, no, it makes no difference now. We've shifted. It's interesting because the whole, you know, kind of exponential um, increase idea would mean that, you know, in the next, you know, I mean, my lifetime, but even like five or ten years, yes. you know, it's, it's going to be... You can't even like imagine. What yes. In that yeah, it's going to be huge. Yeah, yeah. That just seems so soon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's really fast. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's 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 real fun to be to be in a, in a in a phase of morphing. You know, not yeah. a, not an incremental evolution, and it's it's been like that. You know, over the over the centuries, yeah. it, it hasn't been a gradual thing. There's been a morphing phases, and yeah, we're in a morphing is, phase. It's it kind of what I study is that kind of that kind of same thing. I'm kind of beginning to get the puzzle pieces fold in and see how that that evolution is happening. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's really... It's wild, yeah. It's wild. What do you yeah. mean by morphing? By yeah. Um, energy? Um, it's like instead of... It's like taking an elevator instead of a lift. It's, oh God. Instead, <laughs> an elevator instead of a stairs, you know? Do you know? So, so evolution was... I, I know somebody has written about this. I don't know. It's somebody who did some... some, some review of... Einstein or something, but it's proven. It's proven anyway, but I, I, I don't seem to retain these kind of details at all to give you who and where and why. Um, that, uh, that for centuries, and maybe like literally centuries and centuries, we evolve steadily, slowly, steady. It's very, very gentle, very, very gentle. Hardly anything is happening at all. And then there's a leap. An we make a leap. leap. It's on every level, I think. That, that, uh, um, and it's usually stimulated by, by a shift in something, like in the environment or, or on, 
like for us, it's tech, it was industrial age, really, I think, you know, or maybe even the First World War, the sense of the world travel, maybe, or maybe it started with travel becoming possible, you know, so the world became global, a global village. That's, that was part of it, you know. Um, so every now and then there is a phase of where, where it's not a, a steady, slow evolution of our race, that we make a leap. We make a leap. So we're making a leap, and it will go back to incremental steps again. It will. It's always but been like this. But the leap is going to allow for what? Yeah. It allows for, from a spiritual perspective, well, it allows science to start you know, this conference, huh? This is part of the leap. This is just evidence of the leap. Science is looking at, it's, it's engaging a whole new paradigm. So let's see how the quantum gets integrated into mainstream. It will happen sometime, I think, you know. So, um... Uh, from a spiritual perspective, you don't have to be in an ashram. You don't have to do service to your guru for 12 years before you get to know tricks of how to manage your mind. <laughs> Look at what's changed in like 50, 60 years. It's extraordinary, you know? So, so the shift from having to surrender to a guru, gone. Gone. Look at the changes in spiritual practice that have come. The difference between religion and spirituality, slicing apart. And, and hooray to that one, slicing, slicing apart, you know. We still have a bit of the poverty thing in spirituality. We still have all smelly bits, you know, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, enough, Bibble. Thank you, thank you for watching the time. Thank you for hanging with me. It was, uh, that was fun. <laughs>